Callum. Yes. How do you make a bandstand? How do I make a bandstand? I don't know. Take away their chairs. <laughs> uh, Kabbalah. Hello, Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome. This is the Emperor's Podcast. It's kind of just chaotic, kind of organized <laughs> chaos, kind of organized, it's, mostly it's chaos. Something. It's mostly chaos. Yeah. Um, we talk about a topic every week, and we drink. We drink every week, and at the end of the episode, we will rate the drink out of ten. Yes. This week, the topic of conversation. Is music. This is our third Yet episode again. about music. We have a lot to say on this topic. Being we do musicians. For myself, I put musician in adver- inverted commas. Ah, nonsense! Musician. You're like, you're, a, you're a real musician now. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. I can sort of play music, sort of, kind of. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> the drink of the week is. Weird Weather, which is a non-alcoholic New England-style pale ale from the McKellar Brewery, which is based in Copenhagen, I think. Yes. Um, so um, I'm just going to have a first sip. Me too. I haven't opened the can yet. Well, I have. I poured it into a glass and everything. Oh, wow. Okay. So It's uh, hazy. It's like a hazy pale ale. Let me pour it. Let me Not pour it. quite cloudy. Not quite cloudy, but hazy. Pale in colour. Ah, yes. It's it's semi-translucent. <laughs> it smells citrusy. Oh, it does. It smells really good. Mine mm. smells mm. refreshing. Mm. I like it. Um, So, how are you? Not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're, you're sick now. I think I gave I'm you Ill. illnesses through the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's not COVID. It's not COVID. Um, I do have a slight cough. It's not like a bad cough. But the thing that bothers me about what I've got, whatever's wrong with me, is that my tonsils are swollen. Ah, now, yeah, yeah. My tonsils swell up usually when I get sick. It doesn't right, matter okay. what's wrong with me. I could have, like, an infection in my toe and then my tonsils will swell up. <laughs> um, no, it's true. <laughs> if I get sick, my tonsils just have none of it. Oh, that's not they good. Do, they just can't <clears throat> deal with it. Um, but it's like really, really bad this time. Um, right. And I've got a blocked <clears throat> nose as well. Uh-huh. So I kind of just feel like the whole entire inside of my face is swollen up. Mm-hmm. It's not great. I feel a lot better today, right enough. Although that's last good. night was awful. I was having like fever dreams and stuff. Yeah. We, like, we nearly cancelled uh, recording today. Um, this morning, because you know, you oh, I, I woke garbage. up and I was like, um, I'm potentially dying. <laughs> I'm not dying, but yeah, I feel a lot better, so that's that's good. That's good. Um, it doesn't yeah. feel like I'm swallowing knives every time I take a sip of juice or non alcoholic beer. beer. <laughs> I Callum still has a cough, I, I do still have a cough. Um, it's really annoying because otherwise, I feel completely fine. Like, there is literally nothing wrong with me. 
apart from the fact that occasionally I just have a cough. Um, which sucks, because anytime I try to talk for a long period of time, uh, I just burst into coughing. And if I get excited about something, I get... I, that's it. I'm, it's, it's depressing. It's, it's so bad. It's so sad. Um, it's a lot better than it was. Um, and uh, I imagine going back... I actually I listened back to... Um, uh, I think it was the Cora episode, and uh, yeah, I sounded rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm still sick. <laughs> we're just sick. We're sick. We're sick. sick this is this is the sick podcast today. Um, but it's fine. We're gonna have fun. That's what matters. Um, this week I have been watching, catching up with. The Obi Wan Kenobi TV show. Oh, this right. One Disney Plus. How is it? I haven't started it. Obviously, I have a couple of issues with it, but overall, I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, I feel like they're doing like a kind of tired sort of storyline. Uh-huh. Um, because obviously, The Last of Us was really popular, and I'm trying to think of other. Oh, um. <laughs> What is that called? That video game series. Had it in my head to talk about. It's gone. Um, but it, it's this sort of tired trope of a guy who there's a little girl and he's looking after her and keeping her safe. Um, it's that sort of Last of Us trope thing. Right. Um, because that's what's popular right now, I guess. Um, and it, it actually does make sense. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's it's not like a super original thing, but mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, young Leia's in it, and she is fantastic. She is exactly what you would expect a young 10-year-old Leia Organa to be. Um, and the actress that played her is fantastic. Ewan McGregor's fantastic. Um Hayden Christensen's kind of been talked up as being in it, you know, obviously uh-huh. Anakin from the prequels. Um, and I'm glad to see he's getting some love. Like, you go on YouTube and it's just tons of interviews with Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Um, because Cons- when we were kids, he got, like, you know, the piss ripped out. Just of absolutely <laughs> dumped on. Let's And let's it's a be shame real. because I actually think that he did a fantastic job with the scripts he was given. The it's, material it's, wasn't great. It's so let's hard. Like, let's be honest, right? Okay, you know, Natalie Portman is a known good actor. Um, Ewan McGregor, great actor. There's only so much you can do with the writing and I direction that was given for the prequels. See, I love the prequels. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like... Um, Attack of the Clones is the weak link and it's i think a, that's why hayden christensen gets a bad rap because the first film he appears in is the weak link of the prequels because the phantom menace is fine it's not bad it's not good hmm. <laughs> in my opinion i know that there are tons of people out there who love it and there are fantastic moments in it see the fight between uh qui-gon and darth maul and um obi-wan right it's like yes you know right there that's a fantastic that's... fight Jewel um, of the Fates is a wonderful piece of music. It's phenomenal. Um, um I it is one of my favorite musical scores of all time. Oh, it's amazing. Um, and the and, costuming is fabulous. Like oh, 
a slight slight tangent um <laughs> but so here here's the thing so jewel of fates obviously it's got the choir and it's got all that um intense music george lucas turned around to um oh my god <laughs> i've forgotten his name now um john williams is it john williams so, I yeah, mean, we it, can double check it is that. Now. Um, but anyway, he turned around to him and was like, I think we should lose the choir. <gasps> and he went... It's John Williams, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and John Williams is like, no. <laughs> and that was the best decision anyone's ever made. It is. Is to not lose that choir. Because For that sure. Is I mean, the most... technically, we're on topic because it is a music episode. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but... um. No, so The Phantom Menace isn't a terrible film. It's not bad. I wouldn't say it's amazing. It's watchable. Mm. I feel like as an adult watching it, it felt like it took a long time when it didn't take yeah. as long as um, Attack of the Clones is the weak link. And Revenge of the Sith, in my opinion, is a fabulous movie. I love <laughs> that film. I would watch that film every day. I don't know why. I just love it. And I think if you want to see Hayden Christensen doing a good job of Anakin, you look at Revenge of the Sith, you don't look at Attack of the Clones. Yeah, well, you um, look at the, the like the fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin, right? Oh, like, I love that. It's so good. Like, the chore- first of all, the choreography is amazing. The music's incredible. Um, but I, I suppose they had the added benefit of the special effects technology was good uh-huh. enough to carry it as well. It's like to... not just that. I actually feel like, see the emotional... Okay, I have one problem with, with that section of the film, and that's the bit where it's see Padme running out of the ship to, uh, to yeah. say, you're breaking yeah. my heart, Annie. I don't like that, A, because the script's bad, but B, because, like... Uh, I have been a pregnant woman. I have been a heavily pregnant woman. I have two kids. Um... I can't imagine being like that heavily pregnant with twins and not just killing Anakin. Like your hormones are going crazy. Yeah. Like if if my boyfriend was like being a douchebag at that point in my pregnancy, I might kill him. Yeah. I don't think it would be like, oh, you're breaking. I think it would just you're be like, nah, get to fuck. I can't follow. Like, <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You'd just be pissed because yeah, you're me. sweaty. You're carrying around like another person. <laughs> <laughs> Your hormones are crazy. You're in a great deal of pain. She wouldn't. She wouldn't have run up to him either. She would have waddled angrily. Um. So I take issue with that. But see the emotional turmoil between uh, Obi Wan and Anakin and and that fight. Mm-hmm. It's so believable. It's so oh, passionate. Hundred yeah. percent. It's so good. Um. And you've you've got like it. It's got such like a, a roller coaster feel to it that like, like that whole section because you've mm-hmm. got the you've obviously it's been building up throughout the the whole of the movie this whole Anakin turning to the dark side thing, um, I mean there's there's loads in the movie that I don't like but that's that's not the point um and then the whole fight just follows this big arc of it's it's almost like the um. I guess maybe sort of like a belief that Obi-Wan can like actually just go like calm him down and get him like back on side and then there's like the turning point and they go over the hill and it's like, oh no, he's not, that's it, this is a real fight, it. they're fighting I for, for like to um, kill and then <clears throat> obviously the end part. Quite <laughs> being, quite being. 
I yeah. like Caden Christensen. I think he does a good job of advocating. Um, and he's been built up in the media to be a really huge part of this. He hasn't shown up a lot yet. We're four episodes in, and Darth Vader's shown up. Uh, but it's James Earl Jones doing the voice, obviously. And they do a really good job of making him scary. Like, oh, he shows good. up and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and that's exactly what Darth Vader needs to be. Oh, well, that, so that's, that's good. <laughs> it's It's been fantastically performed. I just, I'm waiting to see where it goes because all we've seen of Hayden Christensen is this, like, I don't know, like some mirage vision of him that Obi-Wan sees in the desert. Um, and him and the Darth Vader messed up face makeup in a tank a couple times. So we haven't actually seen Hayden Christensen acting. And obviously that's not going to happen if he's just Darth Vader. Yeah. But I'm like, are we going to get flashbacks? I want flashbacks, especially since I started watching the Clone Wars TV series. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, I'm watching it currently for the first time in chronological order, and okay. I am loving it. It's so, like I've only it's watched giving... specific arcs of it so right. far, um, like right. the Darth Maul, Darth Maul arc and uh, some some other bits. Um, what What I love about the Clone Wars is the context it gives to specifically Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> um, yeah, like because. <clears throat> gives that additional relationship context between Anakin and Obi-Wan and Padme and Anakin, which is really important because I feel in the movies the chemistry isn't quite there. Yeah. But with the additional content from the Clone Wars, suddenly it makes sense, you know? And I mm -hmm. love that. I think that's great. Um, and I love Ahsoka. Like, oh, I love Ahsoka. Great. And She's Ahsoka's story is great. Um, I mean, actually, it's one of those things that I didn't want to like. Um, <laughs> and I, I ended up liking a lot. Yeah. Uh, I say a lot. I haven't watched all of it. But, um, yeah, um, and there's, it's, it has elements. I think it, it, it's one of those things. It's one of the reasons I like um, Reboot so much. There's, um, it has elements of, how is this for kids? <laughs> Oh yeah. There's so um, much like just people straight up dying in horrifying ways. See, um, um I don't know if you will have, I think if you've watched all the Darth Maul stuff, but like the, the bit with um what's her name? Obi-Wan's girlfriend, as Anakin puts it. <laughs> like spoiler, 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 skip like <clears throat> thirty seconds ahead, I guess. Um, but like the bit with his girlfriend in inverted commas being killed by uh, Darth Maul. Uh huh. Oh, that's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, it's um, heavy. But yeah, so <clears throat> I've been doing a lot of Star Warsy stuff, and I've been trying to come up with a design for a OC Jedi because uh, Stephen Blaine, who's on this podcast, it was him that got me into watching the Clone Wars. All right. Um, yeah, because he came around and he was like, you should watch it, so good. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and he doesn't like Star Wars, but he loves the Cold Wars. Um, he came, I think he's making a um, clone commander costume. So I was That's like, if right. you do that, I'm going to make a Jedi costume with a custom lightsaber. Oh, I'm going to have to do something now as well. You're going to uh... have to as well. <clears throat> um, you can be my Padawan, Callum. Hundred percent, hundred percent. 
Oh man. The teeters the line of light and dark. I am your anarchist. Had one breed, yeah. Yes. I'll grow one out. I'll actually grow a real one out. Oh, you have to. We have to do this now. I'm really excited. Uh but yeah, um in danger of making this a Star Wars episode. Um or I'm gonna move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, uh, I've I've nothing really to report on uh, as far as my week's gone. Uh, I've done. Uh, I was on. You know, I was off work. Um, on holidays, I've been roped into doing some uh, sound stuff for the local mod, and that's it. That's it. That's my week. Um, music. <laughs> that's. It's the best segue I've ever. Uh, it's ever the worst achieved. segue I think we've ever had on the show. Music. Um. So I did. I went and listened back to our music episodes in uh, fear of repeating herself because this is our third round music. of music. Yeah. Um. And I'd quite like to actually. The, the, well, the whole point of listening was to not repeat ourselves, but I'm going to repeat ourselves and ask you, how do you listen to music? Apparently. Because it's been two years since uh since we asked that last. Oh, currently, and this has changed. Um, I use Spotify. I don't like Spotify in terms of its, you know, payment to artists and stuff. Yeah. I know that there's a lot of issues, but see, in terms of a tool for finding new music, <clears throat> a tool for finding music you haven't listened to in a very long time. Um, Spotify's amazing. There's nothing like it. Um, <coughs> especially because it pays attention to what sort of stuff you like. <clears throat> yeah. Um, which is funny for me because um, I listen to all sorts of things. Like, I go from listening to a Kendrick Lamar track to, oh, I don't know, Maller 5 or <laughs> like some Slipknot. Uh, more recently, I've been listening to a lot of Typo Negative. But that's because of Spotify, because it yeah. went, oh, you like, you know, dark shit. Okay, here you go. Here's some typo negative that's got a lot of dark themes and lyrics. And I love it. It's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I've been listening to it using Spotify, um, which has vastly improved my life. Um, not only just for the purposes of listening to music, but I actually find just taking time to do nothing but listen to music. If I go, oh, I'm going to uh-huh. spend half an hour of my day just listening to music, I get a lot more inspired to make my own music. So that's improved. I've been writing a lot of lyrics recently, which Callum will be very glad to hear. I'm so <laughs> happy. I can't wait. Um, But it's because music inspires me, as it does a lot of people, I think. Um, Not just to make more music, but to like, oh, oh, I'm I'm going to do this creative project. I'm going to make this. I'm going to design that, you know. Um, Uh So Spotify has actually improved my life a great deal, despite it being not the best. Um, And I would rather not use it. So if anybody has any suggestions for tools I can use to get the same experience, but in a more ethical way, I would really appreciate that because I would rather use something a bit more ethical but I haven't found anything else that does the same job to the same yeah, degree um, as Spotify. 
I think I've said this many times before. As an artist, I don't like Spotify, but as a consumer, I there's it's too convenient. There's nothing it's else. Too good. Like, what you're gonna do? Like, uh, like even Amazon Music's not good. Like, oh no, it's, comparatively oh. is rubbish. Um, I refuse to get into the Apple ecosystem. Um, not not. I was gonna say out of principle, not really out of principle, but also just because I just don't. Um, don't want I to. I don't like um, Apple. I feel like Apple's a slippery slope. Yeah. Because once, once you you're start in, using you're in. one, yeah, you have to be all in. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah, but like yeah, like like you, most of my music listening is on Spotify, and more so now as well. Uh, I'm actually I now have more opportunity to listen to music just to listen to music as opposed to. Um, the past few years where I've all I've really been listening to is stuff that I've needed to learn um, so I've just been literally any opportunity I get I have Spotify on um, even if it's just playing through my phone speaker which I hate um, I, it'll just be on all day every day um, well, I bought if I'm not doing another anything. thing that's massively improved my uh, listening experience is oh? I got a new phone um, which unlike most modern phones has a headphone jack. I literally what? bought this phone. It's a uh, OnePlus Nord CE. Mm-hmm. And I bought it literally because I was like, I need a new phone. This phone is a OnePlus budget phone. It's like the Nord, except it has two letters at the end. I don't actually know what the difference between <laughs> the Nord and the Nord CE is, except that the Nord CE has a headphone jack, which I don't like Bluetooth headphones. I don't yeah. like having an additional thing that I need to charge. I want headphones. And I, my, my partner actually bought me um really nice things, Sound Magic E10s, they're called, but it's um very highly rated wired in-ear headphones. Um, and they're amazing. The sound quality is fantastic. I've never had a pair of wired headphones, like, you know, uh-huh. um, in-ear garbagey looking <clears throat> ones um, that have been this good. So, like, I'm really pleased. Oh, that's um, good. Um, I haven't had a headphone jack on my phone for <laughs> like maybe maybe about seven months, and it is the one thing I still go. I wish I had a headphone jack. Well, do you know what the best part about it is? I have um speakers that I bought years ago to plug into my old 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 old, old phone, mm-hmm. um, to listen to music in the kitchen because I don't want a Bluetooth speaker. There are so many problems with Bluetooth speakers. I hate them. Um, so I hadn't been listening to music while I was cooking, for example. Having a headphone jack, I, can, I dug out these old um, speakers, plugged them into my phone, and away I go. I'm cooking, I put music on, I'm happy, I'm dancing around the kitchen. Um, and it's obviously such a game changer. Such a small thing, but it's made my life so much easier. Especially now, like I'm going into the office maybe twice a month now, and I actually enjoy the commute in a way that I didn't before, but I think it's because... I get a period of time during the day where I'm not tired because it's not night time. Uh-huh. There's no kids. Nobody's there to go, hey, Claire, can you do this? Or mum, 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 mum. I can just sit and listen to music for an hour a day uninterrupted. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's so good. Um, I wouldn't want to do it every day. But, yeah. I just I, I'm I'm loving having that period of time to just think about 
nothing and absorb the music. So good. Amazing. What about you? Um, yeah, uh, I literally music is just playing constantly now, uh, unless I'm like physically working or doing anything. But in all my free time, um, it's just Musak all the time, and it's I'm trying to listen to more and more stuff that I haven't listened to, um. And what I end up doing is just having Spotify's recommended um, keep playing uh, mm-hmm. all this random stuff because it, it does. Like the algorithms that they em- employ are incredible. The like they're like oh similar to what you've been listening to recently, and because a lot of what I listen to is very eclectic, it's just a big mix Same. of stuff. I end up with all this weird, wacky stuff that's that's like really cool and that I enjoy greatly. Um, I'm trying to think of examples, <laughs> and it's not working. Um, but uh, the vampires, for example, uh, I, I had to open Spotify to see their name there. Um, <laughs> the vampires uh, are this kind of like weird, jazzy, like band that's sound just incredible and I would I wouldn't have known who they were oh, until it like just popped up and I was like what is that I need that and just see saved if it. you go into your light songs this is something oh, I enjoy doing oh, on Spotify if, if you go into your light songs right at the top see underneath like the play shuffle button uh-huh. it's got all the genres and you're like not <laughs> oh, all of no. them but like the most so I have metal uh-huh electro pop okay dark Okay. Angst. <laughs> Quiet. Synth pop. Alternative rock. Video game. Classical. I just think it's really funny that angst is in there. Yeah. Okay. I mine's... do enjoy a bit of angst. Mine's. Oh, okay. So mine goes rock. Musicals. Progressive oh. rock. Metal. Classical. Pop. Jazz. Soundtrack. Britpop, psychedelic, angry, (laughs) funny. (laughs) Yours is better than mine, man. That's amazing. Um, what are right? Okay, so what's like the the top like most recent liked songs? Then, like, give me give me your top five. My top five. Uh, I have "Your Mouth Is a Guillotine" by The Vicious Five. Um, Foundations of Decay by My Chemical Romance. So that's their most recent song. Uh huh. Torn by Natalie Bickley. Oh my god! I was literally just talking about that yesterday. Um, I don't know. That's embarrassing. <laughs> now I'm just gonna preface this by saying this song is on here because. I used to listen to it all the time when I was like 15. Nymphetamine mm-hmm. uh, Fix by Cradle of Health. Amazing. Um, and then I have Nemo by Nightwish, Chop Suey by System of a Down, and America by Ramstein. I think that was more than five, but that's the top few that I have in <laughs> Amazing. <coughs> Mine go. Uh, the first one, Sunriders, uh, by Pierre Estive and Stephanie something, um, which is from the video game Atlantis. 
um, which is uh, I I think I'd need a, a good hour to explain what Atlantis is. Um, then it goes Remedy by Laura Muvala Muvlala. I can't. I'm butchering the pronunciation, but she's like this um, kind of synth poppy. She plays the keytar. Awesome. What's her name? Laura Mavula. M-V-U-L-A. Mavula. Yeah. Mavula. Mavula. Um, Rocks by Primal Scream. Uh, Hard Love by the Vampires. Lost in the Woods from Frozen 2. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's quite that's my uh, top five. Um, I think if you scroll down further, you'd have more interesting stuff. I just I was on a bit of a nostalgia kick. <clears throat> um, and your mouth is a guillotine by the Vicious Five is from so. Um, Crazy Taxi is a video game that I oh, like. Yes, it is the original. <laughs> the original soundtrack for that had the Offspring on it, but I think there was like um rights problem like a copyright thing uh-huh so when they re-released it it didn't have the original soundtrack on it and people were very angry about it and i don't understand that because as much as i love that i do love the offspring um the second soundtrack to crazy taxi is actually amazing if you're into that sort of grungy 90s early 2000s like punk pop stuff uh-huh. Which I am because it was a huge part of me growing up. That sound, um, yeah, that that's those songs are amazing, and you should listen to all of them. Um, just because it's not the offspring, it doesn't mean it's bad, guys. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of like early two thousands rock that's just incredible. Um, I say incredible. I'm right. Incredible. <laughs> incredible. So, in regards of making Musak, obviously you said you've been doing a lot of lyric writing now because you've been inspired by your new ability to listen to music all the time. I do warn you, Callum, see where it says dark and angst. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I should listen to more upbeat things. Because then I'll be more inspired to write more lyrics. Well, I was I was thinking about this the other day. So, um, I I recently did my first original gig in like ten years or whatever. Oh, it was amazing! It was very good. I've I've very much enjoyed it. You can watch Pretty the whole you. thing on YouTube as well. Just Google yeah, Callum Blaine. You'll get there. Um, my garbage garbage art appears in this video. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, but yes, um, but I was thinking about this and I have a tendency to write a lot in minor keys, um, and, uh, not have particularly like happy songs or whatever. Um, not that they're miserable or depressing, but they have that kind of vibe to them. Um, so when I finished that gig, um, I was like, I'm going to write like, four or five acoustic songs that are like happy and upbeat and uh major because i don't do that enough um and i basically took the riff from one of the songs that i wrote future um and just changed it 
to major and just muddled the chords around a wee bit and wrote a song and i was like it's gonna be happy um but i couldn't think of any happy lyrics so the only lyrics that came out was about a guy who's drinking coffee and he's got stuff to do and then it's that he can't do anything without his coffee and that's it that's the whole song and it's I mean, it's a garbage song, but my attempt to write a happy song was about a guy who can't do anything without his coffee, which isn't a particularly happy. So I, I think I, I can't remember, <laughs> but we have a song that we're working on for our musical project, and I think it might be in a major key. Um, are you talking about Red Flag? <laughs> that one, yeah. <laughs> I think that is major, actually. It is major, um, but the lyrics aren't very. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh. I, I do like the the juxtaposition of like really happy music and really serious, like, mm. um, and dark and horrifying uh, lyrics and stuff. And and you know the other way around, you can have a really sad song with really upbeat lyrics, and it kind of. I don't I know. Like I like the say idea of writing think, something but... um something bittersweet. Yeah. That's um, that's what I I want. Um, that's my current goals because most of what I write is like, "What age are you, sixteen? Yeah. Come on, like you haven't emotionally developed past sixteen with lyrics like this. Who are you, Shadow the Hedgehog? <laughs> like, that's uh, basically it. Yeah. Um, another thing I find as well, like some of the better songs that I've written, um, that I wrote. Uh, are um aren't based on like what I'm feeling particularly or uh, about me. It's like a story, and it has like a narrative, and is following an imaginary person or uh, that's a something. kind of what I do as well. Like a lot of what I write isn't from personal experience. Um, I like to pretend I'm somebody else. If that makes sense, uh-huh. like for me, I, I kind of treat it like an acting exercise. Yeah, um... it's like a getting into character thing. And actually, like this is going to sound even nerdier and weirder, but a lot of what I write comes from the perspective of like tabletop role playing characters I played, tabletop role char- role playing characters that I have come up with in my head that have a full backstory that I mm-hmm. haven't had the right game to put them in. You know, um, yeah. Because I actually find that writing stuff from their perspectives makes role-playing easier for me. Um, Because it helps me get in their headspace. (laughs) What a nerd. Big nerd. (coughs) I'm doing desperately to just, like, not cough all over the entire episode. It's... It's all right. It's the sick episode. It's the sick episode. Because music is sick. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what What kind of are your, like, I guess sort of like goals um, over like, uh, let's, let's say the next year um, in sort of like musical development? Because I know obviously we've got plans to try and work like more consistently on music stuff together. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I've obviously got uh, plans to work on stuff as well. I um, want to write a tune. 
trying to write a whole song, not just lyrics. Uh-huh. Um, I I don't play musical instruments as often as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because I sometimes watch that YouTube channel to set violin. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For the memes, but like they constantly are like, "Oh, you should practice, go practice," and I never practice. I don't yeah. practice ever. I suck at practice. I sing all the time. Um, but I really want to go back to singing lessons because I feel like my technique has slipped over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could do with getting back to where I was with that. Um, because singing was really the only thing I consistently practiced. I can play a little guitar. Um, I've been practicing bass lines and stuff because I want to get good at bass. Um, so I feel what I need to do is get back on the guitar, get back on the piano, yeah, mess around until I find something I like. Um, even if I end up just writing like a three chord wonder song, I'll feel like that's an achievement because I've never written something in its entirety. I've come up with like melodies and stuff, but I guess I'm just lazy. <laughs> um, so if I come up with a melody and I go, oh no, this is too hard to play on the guitar, I won't uh-huh. like, yeah, make yeah, yeah. the effort. The, it's, it's I can't do much. this immediately, therefore I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, whereas yeah. I know that I actually do have the potential. Um, I just don't practice enough. And what actually really upset me was I had learned um, Iron Lung on the guitar, the whole Iron Lung thing um, by Radiohead. Oh, nice. When I, was, when I was like a couple of years back, I could play that. I tried playing that again the other day and I can't play it anymore because I haven't practiced. Um, and it's annoying because, you know, I felt like I'd achieved something because I hadn't, like, you know me, I can play like A and G, <laughs> you know, I can do an F, F I feel proud of, because that's a bar chord and they're hard. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm anything beyond a beginner on the guitar um, and I want to get better. Um, so those are my goals practice more get actually better get to a point where i feel like i could just write something uh-huh. and do it and even if it's crap even if it's not a good song at least i did it it's a starting point you know that's it that's it that's that well that's what you need you just kind of need that like first um step into just doing it so we've actually got quite similar goals um i, I over winter um because i'll hopefully well, I say hopefully. I'll be less busy. Um, you are never less busy, I know. It's, I, every time I say that, I'm just never less busy. Stop but over saying winter, it. <laughs> um, I intend to be less busy. Um, I want to start taking singing lessons and stuff. Um, especially now, since like I've been... I had COVID, and then I just got this cold thing. And vocally, I'm the weakest I've probably ever been. Um, My range is all... To, to pot and I can't stop coughing uh, which doesn't help um, but um, last November I did uh, what I called Noodle November um, where I I did a random piece of music every day for the month of November, November and stuck it up on Instagram uh, if you want to go check out Noodle Blaine on Instagram uh, you it. can do that, do that now Callum, uh, so Callum out is quite modest but he is a very talented boy um, very talented boy but at the end of that 
at the end of that, um, especially vocally, I felt like a huge improvement because I was doing stuff every day. And also, um, at the end of that, I had a lot more ideas um, because I was forcing myself to essentially write music every day. And like each piece is only like a minute long. It's only a minute of music writing. Um, but that minute every day for 30 days or th I don't know how many days are in November. 30 days? 30 days. Um, is that's, that's, that's half an hour of, of music created. Um, some of it's good, some of it's not great. Um, but once you're in that sort of like mindset and like pattern of like, oh, I'm creating something today. It comes so much easier. And I wrote the majority of the songs that uh, I did for my live show, which is, I think, seven songs, eight songs. Um, after that, uh, between November and March. <coughs> yeah, and, and they were fantastic. Some <coughs> of them are just so good. Um, um, I mean, actually, and even like to the point where I actually think some of them are pretty good as well. Um. They're not perfect. I, I wouldn't actually consider them finished. Um but they're definitely like at a like presentable stage. They're where solid, I was, solid good song. Where I was happy kind of sharing it with, with the people who came uh to yeah. the gig, which was a lot more than I expected. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. I've actually been watching and this is kind of random, but it's to do with music. But I've been watching, uh, you know, Justin Hawkins from the ah, Darkness? Ah, yes. Have you been watching his Have YouTube channel? Have you seen his YouTube channel? Justin Hawkins Rides Again. It's actually amazing. I, I really actually enjoy feel, it. I feel like it's made me better at coming up with stuff to write. Uh-huh. Like, because <clears throat> as much as a lot of what he says is, like, his opinions, he's um, just giving his honest view on things. Some of the tips that he, he gives and some of the, like, see the little noodling he does during the show when yeah. he's, like, talking. It's actually really interesting. Um, and he seems like an all right guy. Not yeah. that I thought he was bad. <laughs> no, I think I think the thing I like about um, uh, his, his YouTube channel in particular is that <coughs> obviously the darkness had their, like, big... Um, you know, rise to fame in the early 2000s with, you know, I believe in a thing called love and all that. And then they sort of had their, like, little inverted commas crash. Um, and, but, <coughs> you know, he's been there and he's done that. Um, but they've, the Darkness have had a career, have sustained a career from then right up until now. You know, they're constantly touring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. got a solid solid core fan base um and it's not an insubstantial amount of people um but there he is you know doing what the the average joe does and jumping on youtube and chatting about music yeah um which it's not that it gives like his like it makes it feel like his words have like more meaning or whatever but it, it's also nice to see that ah oh, these things that are coming from who was once a super superstar and is now like a very like well-respected musician in in many regards by many people and um, many musicians as well 
Um, mm. it, it's a fantastic just... singer. He can play the guitar. Um, he's got a great musical mind, I think, as well. I think so. I think he's a very good arranger, <laughs> and a very and, and like at the end of the day, he's a very good songwriter. Um, like you know, the Darkness wrote all their own songs. It's not like uh, you know, a team of fifteen songwriters, um, for to write what was it justin bieber's baby baby yeah baby, I, I appreciate his um positivity as well mm-hmm. i feel like he's very positive um and i i seen the other thing i appreciate is see when he reacts to other songs even if he's not like entirely there with that genre of music or because I, I seen him talking about uh i'm not okay by my chemical romance ah um and he was saying that he hadn't really, like, back in the day when they first came out, because I think The Darkness and MCR were out, like, roughly at the same time. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Because <laughs> he, he was talking about how, um, he didn't really think about My Chemical Romance, he was emo, you know, it's not really... Mm-hmm. But he really liked the song. He thought My, uh, I'm Not Okay is a great song, and it is a great song, it's a very in my good song. opinion. Well, there's a reason um, it's like, you know, MCR's like most known song or, um, well, maybe it's not their most well-known, but it's the most well-known to me. <laughs> I think it is. It's between that and the Black Parade. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have tons of well-known songs. MCR are just good, like, in my opinion. Um, and they don't fall under, as much as they're considered like, oh, the emo god band, you know? Emo, My Chemical Romance. People say, tend to put them in the same sentence. Yeah. I actually don't think MCR are as emo as something like Thirty Seconds to Mars or um, like old Panic at the Disco because I don't think Panic at the Disco counts as emo nowadays. No, definitely not. Because that's just Brendan Urie's like site, not site project, but it's just Brendan Urie yeah. um, making crazy stuff as he does. Um, um, but like old school Panic at the Disco in the 2000s was very emo and 30 Seconds to Mars was very emo and <clears throat> and as much as MCR does have that emo element for me it's more just rock music yeah I think there's there's a lot of bands like that as well where you know you do you, you lump them in with like you know emo or you lump them in with whatever like subgenre of rock Um. But a lot of them are just, I, I say a lot of them, there's some, there's some bands, in My Chemical Romance in particular, that are, they're just a band making music as opposed to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to like old Evanescence making Evanescence music, you know? Oh God, see, like that's another thing. <laughs> um, please don't die, Callum. I'm doing my best. I'm just thinking of Evanescence now, that's it. Well, Don't yeah, I was actually just thought... about to talk about Evanescence. <laughs> my last thoughts on Earth were of Evanescence. Oh. No! No! Uh, you're just going to start singing, like, Tourniquet or something from the Fallen <laughs> album. Um, I loved Evanescence as a teen. Hmm. Um, but I think what was interesting is I listened to the Fallen album again recently, and I don't love it as much as when I was a teen. But I was listening to what Amy Lee had to say over multiple different interviews. Um, and she didn't want to do half the stuff with those songs that is on that album. 
Um, and she actually released what she had envisaged for those songs. Really? Much like, yeah. Uh, there's a, her version of the Pollen album exists. Um, and she, she re-recorded them. And I actually prefer it. It's a far more natural, less like hyped up, like, you know, metally. Because I'm not saying she's not metal, because I actually think that Evanescence gets a bad rap from a lot of people. And I think part of it is because it's a female vocalist. She's not singing in a particularly stereotypical rock metal way. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of people had a problem with that. Um, and she didn't go full opera the way that like Nightwish do. Mm-hmm. So I guess I think that people need to be less uptight about it. But I also really respected that Amy Lee came out and said, that's not what I wanted. And we had to make a lot of choices that we wouldn't have made otherwise because yeah. of the label. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. And, and this is... Uh... I mean, oh man, this is going to be like the praising Spotify episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it's one of the it's one of the things that like streaming has, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of allowed like it's kind of reduced the need for labels in general, um, and the the whole thing with labels buying up um IP and stuff is like their last kind of like the ditch effort to try and clutch it income and stuff, um. But, uh, yeah, that sort of, that time period, the early 2000s was, like, well, early to late 2000s, um, was, the like, the prime time of just record labels putting a lot of, to having a lot of say and input into what their artists released. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas... Now it's getting more and more, especially with people like Taylor Swift. Um. Oh, oh, I've lost. Hello. Get back. Sorry. Okay. Excellent. Um. But yeah, no, especially with people like Taylor Swift. Um, fighting labels for IP and and all that. The, the she's done actually quite a lot of good for the music industry. Um. But yeah, especially like now. We're we're in a very good uh, position for artists who do write their own music and actually get their own say. Billie Eilish is another one, um, who you know she her and uh, Phineas write all her songs and she does essentially what she wants and she's one of the biggest artists on the planet. You know, mm. I really like Billie Eilish. Um... I have a lot of respect for Billie Eilish and I like a lot of her music. I love her music, um, but I also feel as if being that young and having to deal with the press and the media, obviously I think that if you're that famous, you have people who help you deal with that. Uh-huh. Um, in a way that so- someone on like YouTube wouldn't. I feel really bad for a lot of like big YouTubers. Uh-huh. Not in the, oh, I feel bad for the millionaire. I don't feel bad because they're millionaires. I just feel bad because I think that if you're getting that much attention from people, and you don't have people helping you deal with that and yes. handle it. Um, because Justin Hawkins actually touched on that in one of his YouTube videos recently, where it was one of the comments videos, and someone had asked him how he dealt with becoming famous, because The Darkness were a band for years before. Mm-hmm. And he, he mentioned the fact that it was before the internet, so they'd been trying and trying and trying, and just someone in the industry went, oh, yes, we like you now. And then 
Um, and obviously he handled that very them badly. into stardom. <laughs> yeah, well, he ended up with, like, severe <clears throat> alcohol problems and, like, drug problems. Yep. And um, and I remember it being all over the headlines <clears throat> and stuff, that oh, he's a mess. Um, but it must be such a difficult thing to go from being no one to being massive and huge and famous because i kind of feel like obviously i'm very out of touch <laughs> i'm in my 30s now i don't have my finger on the pulse of you know pop culture and what's uh-huh. and coming and um <laughs> and again that's why spotify helps me so much because i don't understand how young people find new things these days <laughs> but um for me like <laughs> billy eilish came out of nowhere uh, same for me. Like I, I just woke up one day, and bad guy was like everywhere. It was everywhere. They were making memes out of it, and I was like, "What is this?" And that's how I found out about Billie Eilish. Because I was like, "Oh," but uh, yeah, I I don't know. She seems nice. Obviously, you can't tell because you don't know these people, and you've never really know these people, unless her band somehow blows up and becomes huge. That's I it. highly doubt it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but, you know, but you never these know. things happen. That's probably the only way that you're ever, ever going to come into contact with these people in a way that isn't, oh my God, can I have your autograph? You know? Yeah. Um, oh, and there's a lot more of it. The whole, like, um, overnight success is um, scarily a lot more attainable. Um, than it was 10 years ago, five years ago even. Look at um, Sam Ryder, the, the British entry for Eurovision. Yeah. It's um, look- because he was just some guy on TikTok and then the BBC was like, oh, that guy. We'll yeah. have that guy and we'll send that guy. And he's huge now. That's he's it. He's massive. Um, he's like very, very popular and successful <clears throat> and so many people are rooting for him. It and helps quite that rightly, he just seems like an awesome dude. But <laughs> Yeah, he's so positive and happy and... His voice is so incredible. Like, oh, I was so jealous. I was going through my like Instagram stories and stuff of people I know, and there is a person I know who was just hanging out with Sam Ryder, and I was like, oh, oh, I wish I was hanging. I wish I was Sam Ryder. I wish I was hanging out with Sam Ryder. (laughs) I get the impression that Sam Ryder is the sort of person that you hang out with, and by the end of the night, you can't stop smiling. Yeah. He just seems boundlessly positive and happy and oh, it's so good. Um and I'm really happy for him because that's exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. Um Oh wow. Okay, so I was, I was about to I was about to make make a thought and then realize we have been talking for fifty six minutes. That's what really quite impressive. Um, ah, we're talking about good stuff. That... We're talking about the good stuff. Um, but yeah, so I guess like, how, where do you think, what's your bold prediction for where we will be musically as a species in five years' time? My hope. Your hope that... and then your prediction. My hope is that we will live in a world where it's not weird to like different kinds of stuff because i go to work and i'm like oh have you heard of this band and they're like no i'm listening to maroon five 
And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and then they look at you like you're weird because you like music that nobody's heard of. Like, if I go into work and be like, oh, I'm listening to Kendrick Lamar, everyone's like, oh, Kendrick Lamar is cool. But if I go into work and say I'm listening to Tom McRae, people are like, who the hell is Tom McRae? That's not cool. And I just, I, I want to live in a society where there's less pigeonholing and less like, oh, you can't like that because you are a goth. Or you can't like that because, I don't know, you're dressed like a princess every day and princesses don't listen to Slipknot. You know, I just, I, I, I hope that musically, people are more open-minded. That's all I want. My prediction is that it's not going to be like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I guess I predict that in five years' time we will have more people, you know, signed to labels and publishing albums and stuff that came from nowhere, mm-hmm. and they've been pushed to success because um, people were listening to their stuff small time on like YouTube and things, YouTube and Spotify and SoundCloud. All of those things. Yeah. Bandcamp. Bandcamp. MySpace? Eh. <laughs> uh, MySpace is gone. It'll make I actually it think back. it's still there, but nobody. Is it actually? It. I'm sure MySpace is still vote. there. Hold the vote. My... I need to look this up now. Yep. MySpace still exists. Oh my goodness. How? <laughs> it's different. <laughs> It's very different from yeah, what okay. it used to be. Uh, but it's still there. MySpace is still a thing. Um, nobody's still friends with home. Oh. Oh. But yes, uh, I guess my hope for the music industry as a whole is is that I, I was going to say that record labels don't exist, blah, 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 blah. That's not true. Um, I think that record labels have less of a, a, a hold and um, less of an iron grip on um, artists and their music and IP and things like that. And I genuinely believe five years time maybe 10 years time that will be the case it seems to be the oh, way yeah, the sure. industry is going um and a lot of big artists have been um you know battling this which does it trickles down the it trickles down the the, the food chain all the little artists do benefit from these like big cases that are that are won by by bigger artists and things um and my prediction for where the music industry will go is, hmm, I predict that we will live in a society and a world where we find whatever the the fair pay um thing is for artists and their music, because obviously we touched on it earlier. The, like the streaming and music sales is not you can't make money off it it just it's it's impossible 
even for big artists yes they do make quite a lot of money but overall that is a tiny percentage of their income um so we do find a, a kind of fair pay method that is both consumer friendly and artist friendly it's going to happen maybe not in five years five years is a bit generous ten years ten years it's going to happen and that that's it <laughs> <laughs> Can I just add, when you were talking about, like, uh, big artist uh, court cases and things, I love Kesha. I want your Kesha. Because um, she had that whole drama, and I absolutely love her, and I think she's great. Mm-hmm. And if she ever listens to this, she won't. I love Kesha. Kesha, anyway. if you're listening, I will send you some stickers. Yay! Stickers for Kesha. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag stickers for Kesha. Oh, <laughs> uh, out of 10, how would you rate weird weather? Um, For the second time, I'm going to be giving a score of 9. Ooh. Um, genuinely, <laughs> excuse me, it didn't help with my coughing, but it felt like I was enjoying just a nice beer. It was, like, surprisingly not non-alcoholic-y. No, it, it doesn't you know? taste non um, But non-alcoholic beers really have come on in the they, last few they years. They really have. Um, and, and I've had a different non-alcoholic beer. I haven't, not Weird Weather. There was another one that we got a couple years back from this um, brewery, McKellar. Uh-huh. Um, and it was really, really good. And that's why I was like, oh, I want to try that. Because not only does the McKellar Brewery have really strange can art, because it's cans it comes in, um, we'll probably put a photo on the website. Yep. Uh, and com forward slash in Um, But, yeah, I'm going to give this an eight. Because I just enjoyed it as a beer. Yeah. Um, I was happily I think- just drink that, like... It's nice yeah. and light as well. It doesn't feel heavy. Um, Super refreshing. It's very refreshing. It really suits the weather we've been having, the weird weather that Ooh. we've been having. Whoa-ho! Um, uh, I don't know about the weather you've been having, but it has been scorching for like it was a solid week. scorching <clears throat> for four or five days, and then it's rained the last two days here. Ah. Sadness. I'm supposed to be going to Dominion over the weekend. I'm hoping the weather gets better for that because it sucks to be away in a caravan park and it's pouring outside. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm giving it a nine. For yep. anyone interested, there will obviously, as always, be links on kubliff.com slash inverus. Uh, on the episode page and um, there'll also be nice um other information there as well um what else oh you can subscribe to our special features page for one whole british pound per month um everyone who has subscribed so far thank you so much there will be some exciting stuff coming up very soon so don't panic your pound is not wasted I'll be coming down to Glasgow and uh, heading over to Claire's at some point. And it's going to sure, be so cute. I'm sure there's going to be some bonus content in the 
process. So. It might just be us singing in harmony some <laughs> absolute nonsense. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> um, and lastly, before we before we kind of sign off, um, as of uh, last week, we have been showcasing uh, a different talented listener every week from now on um uh and this week this is kind of this is kind of bad because it's kind of uh, nepotistic because uh they're related to me and i actually worked on the song um but we're going to be featuring uh nyosa <laughs> because he asked and also we we're talking about making music and stuff and i, I worked on it you know and that's that's important <laughs> um so my dearest uncle uh awesome we're gonna be playing the song i won't let you down um it's i i really like the song i think it's really good um, again it's like i know so many talented people and yossa is one of them he is indeed. don't tell him i said that <laughs> <laughs> um, i love you Nyosa. i love you um but uh the thing is uh this this particular track in general this is the reason why i chose this one um over any of the other ones is that <laughs> this track has far more guitar tracks in it than necessary. I think there's nine guitar tracks in it. Um, and listening to it, you'd be like, no, there's like a guitar in it. No, there's nine. Nine separate parts. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's very good. Very good indeed. Amazing. Excellent. So, thank you for joining me, Claire. Thank you for joining me, Callum. Um, Always I a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you in real life very soon. Very soon. Ah, <gasps> oh, it's going to be great. Um, I will be working most of that time, but we will. Don't we will care. Get Don't care. Done. I'll make you a lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um. So yeah, everyone, head down to Claire's next week and get a lasagna. Just you. No lasagnas for the listeners. Oh, okay. Um, if you want Sorry. to get in touch, you can email us at inverus at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on the Facebooks. I think it's just slash Inverus. Um, uh, Twitter is at Inverus. Fantastic. Um, I think there's only one thing left to do. Kabloos. Kabloos. Another one is to a better place to find.
Dry your 